0: In this episode, we look at how to stop reacting emotionally. Get excited, because this is Tiny Leaps. Big big, changing. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode today, I want to talk about something that I think we all struggle with. I think it's something that each of us has to deal with in our day-to-day lives, probably more often than we maybe have thought that we should have to. I want to talk about all of those little moments. Where something happens and instead of reacting to it logically, stopping and thinking about things, we just have an emotional reaction. I want to talk about all of those times throughout our day. Maybe a spouse says something. Maybe our kids do something. Maybe we just feel anxious about something. All those times throughout the day where we could, where there is a choice, we could react logically. And if we were to stop and think about things for a moment, it probably wouldn't be as bad as it seems. But more often than not, we react emotionally. I want to talk about how we deal with that, why it happens and what we can do about it. So this should be a super good episode. Make sure you stick around all the way until the end. Now, these days, it can be hard to find the time to sit down and learn more. It's not easy when social media is designed to be addictive and time-consuming, not to mention having access to any TV show or movie at your fingertips. You may think you don't have the time to develop yourself, but you're wrong. There is an app that I think can help here, and I highly, highly recommend it. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is for anyone who cares about learning but doesn't have a lot of time. Blinkist takes the key ideas and insights from over 4,000 nonfiction bestsellers in more than 27 categories and gathers them together in 15-minute text or audio explainers that help you understand more about the core ideas. Use the Blinks to get into a topic quickly, find new topics to grow from, or figure out which books you want to spend more time on. What's more... They've now teamed up with popular podcast creators to Blink those for you too, so you can get to the heart of a podcast episode fast. I like Blinkist because I consume a lot of information, and quite honestly, it can feel impossible for me to get through everything. Blinkist makes it easy for me to get straight to the juicy stuff and get what I need. Now, right now, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash Tiny Leaps to start your free seven-day trial and get 25% off of a Blinkist premium membership. Two books I'd recommend once you join is Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker and Start With Why by Simon Sinek. So head over to Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash leaps to get 25% off in a seven-day free trial. Blinkist.com slash leaps. You've probably heard before that humans are emotional creatures who make decisions based purely on feeling and then try to justify it afterwards with logic. This isn't a new idea. It's one that I've shared on this podcast in the past, and it's one that many others have discussed as well. And it's not by accident. There are a few different ways that we process information, but things tend to start with the amygdala or the croc brain, as some call it. This is the part of the brain that most, if not all species have. Quote, the amygdala may be best known as the part of the brain that drives the so-called fight or flight response. While it is often associated with the body's fear and stress responses, it also plays a pivotal role in memory. End quote. The amygdala is the part of the brain that we rely on first when new information comes in. Its job is simply to determine whether or not that information is good or bad, worthy of making its way up to the prefrontal cortex or something that should be dealt with. The prefrontal cortex, on the other hand, quote, helps people set and achieve goals. It receives input from multiple regions of the brain to process information and adapts accordingly. The prefrontal cortex contributes to a wide variety of executive functions, including focusing one's attention, end quote. So the prefrontal cortex is the logical side of the brain. It helps you think through things and make decisions based on the information available to you. This is where you actually make your decisions. In other words, when we bring in new information of any kind, the very first step is to make a decision about that information in the part of the brain that deals with the most with emotions. When you look at things that way, it honestly makes perfect sense why we are emotional creatures who justify our decisions after the fact. Very often, a decision has already been made about a piece of information before it ever gets to the prefrontal cortex. A decision is being made, a a reaction is being created before we ever get to the part of the brain responsible for actually thinking through things. But as you know, this can create major problems. Major issues can pop up like casting judgment about other people without any real facts behind it, deciding that something isn't for you because you had a bad experience once, and even deciding that you're not good enough. All of this and more can be caused by issues with making emotional decisions, rash judgments, without actually taking the time to think through things. So how do we fix it? Let's dig in. So before we can talk about fixing the issue, we need to better understand what exactly is going on. See, as I mentioned earlier, the amygdala's job is to process information before it gets to the prefrontal cortex. With that said, when something gets to the amygdala, we aren't actually making a decision on the information. After all, the definition of a decision is, quote, a conclusion or resolution reached after consideration. That's the key word there, after consideration. In order to make a decision, we need to think about something. We need to consider it. We need to look at the options. That's not what the amygdala does. The amygdala is responsible for generating what are called autonomic responses. The term autonomic is defined as involuntary or unconscious. So what we can take from this is that the amygdala's job isn't actually to process information or make a decision. Its job is simply to create an involuntary or unconscious response to a piece of information. One that, of course, is most beneficial to you. This is where the fight or flight system comes into play. If something is perceived to be dangerous, the amygdala automatically kicks into gear, gets our fear centers firing, and gets our butt out of there. If something is perceived to be harmless, then it doesn't really do anything. So with all of that said, here is the first big thing we need to understand when trying to change our emotional reactions. We honestly can't. There is nearly zero consideration going on in the amygdala. It simply reacts for you. It's an autonomic response. That immediate emotional reaction you feel is there because the autonomic system is trying to protect you in some way. So if we can't change that initial reaction because it happens unconsciously, if we can't change that, what can we do? For that, we have to look at the prefrontal cortex and a little something called executive function. Quote, executive function and self-regulation skills are the mental processes that enable us to plan, focus attention, remember instructions, and juggle multiple tasks successfully. There are three types of decision-making worth exploring to better understand this system. The first is memory-based decision-making. This is any decision made where past experience or knowledge plays a role in the ultimate choice. The second is value-based decision-making. This is any decision made where we consider the value of the outcome to us. For example, if we were to choose option A over option B because option A is more favorable to us. And finally, the third is free choice decision making. This is any decision made where we don't have any prior knowledge or information about the options, their values, or their outcomes. So let's review what the decision making process looks like so far. First, we receive some piece of information and it passes through the amygdala. Its job is to decide whether or not there needs to be an immediate shutdown on the information. This happens unconsciously and you often don't have control over it. Once the information has passed through the amygdala, you then use one or more of the decision-making processes to come to a conclusion. You may rack your memory for something that could help you choose, you may look at the potential outcomes for options, or you may have to make a decision with no information. Now, I do want to very quickly state that this is a massive, massive oversimplification, and I am positive that things aren't 100% accurate here. I did the best I could with the research on this episode, but I am not an expert in these areas. So I encourage you to check the resources in this episode because I link to everything that I use and I encourage you to read it for yourself and come to your own conclusions. But with all of that said, how do we actually use this information? Well, let's look at an example. Let's say that you get into an argument with your spouse. Tempers are high and they say something hurtful. There are two ways to handle this. Either... The amygdala picks it up and you immediately react emotionally. You might yell and scream and the fight goes even further. Maybe people start crying. Or the second way, you get through to your prefrontal cortex and can make a choice based on the information. Now, which of these reactions is better? The answer is obviously to be able to make a choice. But how do we actually do that? Well, now that we know how the systems work, I think the solution is actually pretty clear. The answer is simply to slow the situation down. We now know that changing the immediate emotional reaction is a tough task. This is because the amygdala's job is to create what's called an autonomic response to the information it receives. It's unconscious. So don't waste any time beating yourself up because you had an immediate negative response to something. I do this all the time. When Rachel and I get into a fight, I know how she fights. I know the things that might get out of hand. I know these things. We've gone through them over and over again. And every time I tell myself that I'm gonna react differently, but I still have that immediate response. Why? Because it's unconscious, because it's out of my control. So being mad at myself, being mad at yourself for having that response is not worth it. Logically, you know that it's not an issue, but your brain never had a chance to process that logic never played a role. It's okay. So since we can't change that autonomic response, our only choice is to slow down the external situation. This gives us time to push back against the autonomic response and create a better response for ourselves. Something we honestly need to remember is that a reaction is only a reaction once it's put into the world. You might still have an immediate negative response. You might still feel those feelings, To the earlier situation, you may still have the immediate feeling of being hurt or getting angry or defensive with your partner, but that's not a big deal until you put that out into the world, until you start acting on that. Situations we find ourselves in get heated and hurtful because of how quickly we feel we need to respond, but if we can slow it all down, If we can give ourselves space, if we can come back to it later, if we can take a breath, if we can just talk through what we're feeling, we give the prefrontal cortex and the executive function system the time it needs to catch up. Do that enough times and it becomes a habit. And that's how you stop reacting emotionally. As always, the resources used in this episode can be found in the description of the episode. I thank you so much for taking the time to listen, but I encourage you to go deeper and read the resources and learn about all of this for yourself so that you can figure out how to use it in your own life. Thank you so much for listening. I encourage you to check out Blinkist. Just head over to Blinkist.com slash tiny leaps to get 25% off and a seven day free trial. Thank you again. I've been Greg Clunas. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day.